0: Infertility is most certainly the most common thing I come across in my clinic in person as well as my international online clinic. We're dealing with it a lot and it is by far the most heart-wrenching experience that these people undergo. But then moving from that to a conscious conception, from then to a pregnancy of deep spiritual experiences and blissfulness, to then a rejuvenating postpartum experience, to then consciously creating and raising children. This is one of the most important phases for life to create a beautiful world full of enlightened humans and healthy humans, and this is a topic that is very dear to my heart. Welcome to The Vital Veda Show. I am your host, Dylan Smith, and I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner and holistic health educator who has great passion for women's health and wellness of the feminine, because this is the humans who create the humans. The feminine is what brings the humans into the world. And if we can intervene at the level, preconception especially, but also pregnancy and definitely postpartum, then we can really intervene and have a positive influence on that future human being for their health for the rest of their life. This is why I'm so passionate about it. It is the ultimate preventative medicine if we can operate certain aspects and we can integrate certain aspects of healing to all these areas and i'm speaking with someone who's very special and someone who's very well acquainted with a diverse range of knowledge in all these areas and her name is melissa amrazini she's a best-selling author of mastering your mean girl open wide purposeful and comparisonitis the host of a top-rated podcast generally one of my favorite podcasts the melissa Ambrosini show keynote speaker and entrepreneur her mission is to inspire others to unlock their full potential and live their dream with a deep commitment to empowering others to become the best versions of themselves, Melissa believes that transformation is possible for everyone. She strives to inspire others to reclaim their power, step into their truth, live with intention, and move in the direction of their dreams. So Melissa is also a friend of mine. She's an inspiration to me and, and my wife, Sully. Her and Nick, in terms of their relationships, how they raise a child. I mean, there's so many aspects, how they live their life, healthy home, healthy family like there's so many aspects which which inspire us and which we learn from i've been on her podcast show the melissa amrazini show where i spoke about postpartum my other strong passionate because we need to rejuvenate these women postpartum their hormones are crazy and erratic and they need deep rejuvenation we speak about it in this podcast episode we give a snippet because there's so much in all these aspects there's so much to share and, and melissa does share this in a program which you'll learn about throughout and not just her but other experts as I said including myself which I'm I'm featured on this new amazing program called Holy Mama which you'll hear about so if you enjoy this topic if you enjoy this conversation like this is conversations that need to be had how can we honor the feminine how can we nourish the feminine enhance the well-being especially in these crucial rites of passages of preconception pregnancy and postpartum and, and also bringing up a baby raising a child so these aspects we need to direct more energy in i believe whether it's has in got indulging in community programs like holy mother and and sharing these things to have these conversations to bring awareness into the to the girls into the boys into all the genders even starting in the young ages so hope you enjoy this and yeah listen on and you'll hear some amazing amazing things i'm excited for you to listen let me know what you think much love From over the seas, we could have done this in person, but it's so beautiful for me to be in this vortex of Vedic knowledge where I am right now in India, where there's a lot going around. This topic we're going to speak about, we're doing a lot of things about with gynecology and preconception. And you're in Australia, in Queensland with your beautiful daughter and family and got some very exciting wisdom to share. So, Melissa, welcome to The Motivator Show.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Any time spent with you is just such a treat.
0: Yeah, same for us, same for me. And I'm excited for, to have you on my show finally. And yes. before we get into it, I want to know, I know something that's very dear to you and something that's very dear to me. What did you do this morning? What's your daily routine?
1: mm. So I woke up, and the first thing I do is I go into the bathroom, I wash my face, I just splash my face, I scrape my tongue, brush my teeth, and go to the toilet. And then I go and meditate straight away 20 minutes meditation and I love that. Um, And then sometimes I'll do journaling, but this morning I started doing some stretching. I was just doing some yoga and stretching, and then I had a personal training session with my personal trainer. And then that led me to 7 o'clock, which is when my daughter wakes up, and then I'm in mum mode from then. But I wake up quite early so that I get like – sometimes I'm up at like 4.30, so I get like 4.30 till 7 just for me, which is just such a gift. It's so beautiful. Um, so after my workout, I will have my own show- – I'll do Abhyanga. I'll have my shower. I'll get dressed. You know, I'll have my water. And I just have all of that time to fill myself up so that at seven o'clock when my daughter wakes up, I'm full. I've already had that time for me and it's essential. And we'll dive deep into this, I'm sure, um, talking about Holy Mama and just how important it is, not just for mamas, for all human beings, but especially mamas, to fill themselves up. And you don't have to get up at 4.30 a.m. like I did. Even 10 minutes before your children get up is just such a gift to yourself. So, you know, sometimes I wake up at 4.30, sometimes 5, sometimes 5.30. I just let my body wake whenever it wakes and then I have that time for me to meditate, work out, do all of those things I just mentioned, and I just love. It. And sometimes, if I have even more time, I'll go for a walk or a swim in the ocean. But just depending how much time I've got, I will um, just fill myself up until she's up.
0: So beautiful, and also you're lucky that, or well, you've done good work, so that she, you have that time, and she's not waking up earlier as well, and. One thing as well, like to add to the dinner chara, to the daily routine is that you go to bed early and that helps. And I just want to say, like, I've been so inspired by you. Like we've we've been at your place for dinner and like me and Nick are still talking, you're going to bed at like 7.30. And like it really inspired me and there was a time once, like it was probably around six, five, six months ago where I was doing this thing of I would make sure I'm going to sleep in the 19th hour. I wouldn't go to bed past past. You know the 19th hour, so eight o'clock was too late, and I was really loving it. Of course, eating very, if at all, any dinner for me. I didn't usually eat anything, then I can go to bed earlier. But Soleil was just like telling everyone, like, Oh, he's just was so impressed by Melissa and Nick. Like, he, that's what inspired because I really was. I, I had you constantly, and that's been one huge inspiration for me. You guys is that really early bedtime, which you guys enjoy. It's not like you're it's a strain for you, but that's just your clock, and that supports I... that.
1: Oh my gosh, babe. I love it so much. I love it. And I think especially again, when you have kids, like it's just so good because you don't know what your night is going to entail. Like you don't know if your baby is going to wake up because they're teething or maybe they're too hot or maybe they're too cold or you don't know. Like I'm not breastfeeding in the night anymore. I'm still breastfeeding in the day, but I'm not breastfeeding in the night. But like, especially when I was breastfeeding in the night, I didn't know how many times she was going to wake. So even then, like I would get into bed, like she would go to sleep at seven. I would go at seven. Like now we're a little bit more laxed and we might go at like eight 30, like, whoa, that's like a really late night for us is like eight 30. Um, but it just, you know, makes such a difference to, to my day, to how I show up in the world. And, I take sleep very seriously. Um, as you know, I have a podcast and I've interviewed some of the world's best doctors and experts. And one of the most common thing that all of them say for mental health, for physical health, for happiness, for longevity is the importance of sleep. Like it's just important. And, you know, Nick and I have always said like nothing good ever happens after 10 p.m. Like there's no amount of Netflix, there's no amount of scrolling social media that is going to like – change your life after 10pm. So move your dinner earlier, move your bedtime earlier, and you're just going to feel so much better. And as a mama, like if you want to be a holy mama and feel whole within yourself, like sleep is imperative. And setting your children up with really good sleep hygiene is very important and we have done that with Bambi from day 1 and our friends are just like you have a dream sleeper like she's a dream and she is like she sleeps through the night she's a dream and it's like you know we did the work like we've had healthy associations around sleep we talk about sleep really positively you know like just little things like that um We talk about, oh, when she wakes up, we're like, oh, how was that? Did you have such a great sleep? You were such a great sleeper. Oh, my goodness, you must feel amazing. Like we just do all of these little positive things that really make a difference. And when we're, you know, getting her ready for bed, we have like a beautiful ritual like we do Abiyanga before the bath for her. Um, She has a bath with Papa. We get dressed. There's book. Nick sings with the guitar to her like there's a whole ritual and routine I put lavender essential oil on her sleep suit um, we are excited about sleep we're like oh, look it's your sleep suit time like we just do all of these things and I truly feel like it all has helped and um, yeah and our energy with sleep as well you know we're we're not like panicky about it. Like oh my god, we've got to get the kids down. We're good. You know, like I know a lot of people's energy around sleep. They they're quite panicky around getting their children to sleep. But we've always been really relaxed around it and just spoken about it really positively, and also modelled it. You know, we go to bed. We're like we're going to bed too. Like we say that to her. So yeah. Anyway, sleep is really important.
0: <laughs> it's so good because it's really about that energy and shifting that perspective of that's Yeah, let's enjoy sleep and let's indulge in it rather than it's just sometimes I'm like, oh, but I got stuff to do. I got work to do. I got things to catch up on. But it's it's like I'm and it starts for me in the afternoon, like when I really started adopting it after being inspired by you, it was like. When I started meditating earlier, like around three PM, rather than like sunset, like five six, then I'd done my afternoon meditation and I could do the rest of my little bit more work and wine start winding down from sunset. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just shifting mm-hmm. that energy. And yeah, I just love everything he said there. Um, so we want to speak about first of all, like as you said, Melissa's got a, a podcast, Melissa Ambrosini show, which I'm a fan of because you really do interview like top experts and people who i very much admire and enjoy learning from so that's why i'm so also happy for you to be on the show because you've acquired so much knowledge from all these different people and we're going to speak about today is a topic that's very dear to me as you know and very dear to you and it's about the whole process of essentially raising giving birth and raising and children it starts from the preconception period so you mentioned you know holy mother which is kind of term you've you've created uh, to refer to that, I love you said that wholesome and that, of course, holy as well. So let's let's go back, pre let's go to con- preconception because this is, I know, ha- had a big journey for you and I'd love you to share about your challenges because definitely now it, it kind of used to be um, other, like gynecological disorders and thyroid disorders was the most common thing I see in my clinic, but now it's definitely infertility and I'm seeing it every day I'm having a patient with infertility. And we're working a lot with it, and it's a pleasure to work with. But it's clear that this collective is moving towards this in epidemic rates all around the world. So I'd love to share. I'd love to hear about your experience. Whatever you want to share, the lessons, um, the, the deep lessons, the, the the physical lessons, share about your journey.
1: Mm, yeah, I would love to. Um, so. Our journey started in 2013. I actually don't know if you know this story. And by the way, everyone listening, Dylan and I are friends. So (laughs) like, I don't even know if you know this story, but I'm going to share it with you. Um, So in 2013, I got with Nick and we had known each other for about three years before that, but he was in a relationship and I was in a relationship. And then we were both single. The universe kept on putting us in the same room and we got together and I knew straight away that I was going to marry him and I was going to have his babies. And before that, I had said to my friends and I'd said to my partner before Nick that I didn't want to get married and I didn't want to have babies. And so then when I got with Nick and I was then telling all my friends that I want to marry him and have his babies, all my friends were like, are you okay? Like, is everything okay with you? And I'm like, yes. Yes. I know he's my one. Mm. And people used to say to me, when you know, you know. And I was like, whatever. That's the biggest load of BS. (laughs) But then when I got with him, I was like, oh, my gosh, I know. And so he proposed to me after two weeks. (laughs) Did you know that?
0: Yeah, I knew. (laughs)
1: <laughs> two weeks babe and then oh, we got married five and a half months later Amazing. and this was almost 10 years ago now and yeah. so he has a sixteen. we have a 16 year old um son a bonus son my bonus son so back then he was seven um and then now we've got a one and a half year old but yeah this was back in 2013 so almost 10 years ago and so when we got together, I knew obviously he proposed to me. I was like, yeah, we're going to get married and we were going to have babies. And so we went and saw a naturopath in Sydney. We lived in Sydney at the time and we went and saw this naturopath and we said, run all of the baby making tests on us. Like, let's get ready. And she was like, oh wow, you guys going to have a baby? And we were like, no, not right now. And she was like, Oh, okay, and I was like, no, no, we're just prepping. And she was like, when do you think you guys will have a baby? And I was like, maybe 5 years. And she was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just getting ready, like I'm just priming my body. And even this naturopath was like, okay. All right, whatever. Um but she did all of the tests and we started working on our bodies both of us. Like we had some stuff that we needed to iron out like healing some gut stuff and hormones and all sorts of things and so I went on this journey of trimester zero conscious conception getting my body into the best possible shape that I could I was on the pill in my teens for seven years so there was a bit of work that I had to do and a bit of um, healing that I had to do And so from 2013 to 2018, I continued to do that work. Um, Also, I read every book that I could get my hands on, on fertility, hormones, conception, pregnancy, birth, um, postpartum, conscious parenting. I read every book. I went to seminars. I went to workshops. I started doing shamanic healings and healing my own birth um, story and inner child healing and red thread lineage mother wound healing and I just dove headfirst into it and I was obsessed I studied this stuff like I was doing a PhD because I was so obsessed with it and my friends and Nick would say that I'm the most educated non-pregnant woman that they've ever met and I had like Mm -hmm. piles and piles of books on like empowered birthing beside my bed and my friends would Mm. come over and be like are you guys (laughs) crying and I'm like no and they're like what do you mean? I'm like, no, no, not yet. I don't know, maybe in a few years. And they just were like, non-pregnant people were coming to me for birthing advice um, because I just was obsessed in such a healthy way. I was studying it like I was doing a PhD. And really I was so obsessed because I thought it was fascinating. I thought how magical is birth? Like, That is pure magic that a a woman can grow a human and an organ from scratch inside her body without being told what to do and then birth a baby. Like that is pure magic. And so I did all of that body prep from 2013 to 2018. And then in October, 2018, I woke up one day, I turned to Nick and I said, I'm ready and he was like just like that and I said just like that that maternal switch was turned on within me and up until then I'd never had that like real maternal feeling and it was literally turned on and I was doing a heavy metal detox at the time because I had high levels of mercury in my system so we decided to wait till January the next year And in that time, we just kept on priming our bodies and getting ready. And then January 2019 came around. Uh, We had the most beautiful ceremony, like meditation and chanting and called on her spirit and spoke to her before we connected. And it was so beautiful. And I thought we would get pregnant the first time. I had no fear around that. Zero fear I didn't think I'm too old or anything. I literally thought, okay, I've been prepping my body for almost seven years, We, this will happen. And it didn't happen. And I was so shocked. I was like, but I'm so healthy and I've been prepping my body and working toward this moment for seven years. Like, How is this possible? And um, also in that time, I had, um, as you know, a top-rated podcast so I could interview the world's best experts on this stuff, and that's what I, I was doing at the same time with all this research. And then we decided to go again the next month, and it didn't happen again, and then the next month, and then the next month, and then the next month, and this went on for 18 months. 18 long months that were the hardest spiritual assignment that I have been dealt so far. Every month, my heart felt like it was being ripped out of my chest because that yearning, that deep yearning to be a mother was so strong and I would cry every time I got my period, like I would wail. And there was this one time I remember I was on the lounge room floor crying and I felt like all of my ancestors like all of these women who had ever struggled to get pregnant before me all standing behind me with their hand like on my back and I just felt all of their energy and I was like crying on behalf of all of those women and it was so deep you know those really deep therapeutic cries you know those ones and it was really, really therapeutic. But, you know, in the moment, you're just like, this is so challenging. <laughs> and this went on for 18 months, like I said. And and I every month I, I lived my life in these two-week increments, you know, two weeks to ovulate or then two weeks to either get my period or, or find out if I was pregnant. And it was a really challenging, challenging time. And In that time, I kept on doing all of the conscious conception body prep and I was also doing a lot of mind stuff. So, you know, conscious conception and trimester zero, it's not just about priming the body. You've got to look at what's going on up here in your mind. You've got to look at the fears and the stress and the emotional component. So you've got to look at the body, you've got to look at the mind and then also the spirit when we have to consider All of those components in the conscious conception phase, in the pregnancy, in the birth, the postpartum, and in parenting. And this is what Holy Mama really teaches, which we can talk about Holy Mama in a moment, but it's about integrating the body the mind and the spirit in every phase and so i had the body stuff down pat i had the physical stuff down pat i was taking care of my body i had was looking at the fears i was i was addressing the stress and all of the mental and emotional stuff but i forgot about the spiritual component in this conscious conception journey and i forgot that there is another entity that was also part of this equation, who had her own timeline, who had her own karmic journey. And it was almost selfish of me to just think of it as all, okay, I want to get pregnant this month. It's all about me and my timeline and holding on and like not surrendering and and I was holding on and trying to control everything and wanting it to work out my way and in my timeline. And I forgot that there is this other entity that is also part of this equation. Ah,
0: so you good. Know?
1: And, and then when I got that babe, then I got pregnant.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay, because this is, first of all, like the past week leading up to this podcast, I'm just having a thought of all these uh, amazing friends of mine and people who I know who've had amazing preconception journeys, not even just conscious conception. And I'm like, I could do a whole podcast show on just interviewing people's conscious conception experiences. But anyway, so I know you're, you're a spiritual person. I know that you are established in being. You recognize that there is a divine intelligence to, behind everything. So what you just said is, I've, I left out the spiritual, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's easier to say in retrospect now. But I want to know during you, you said you really didn't know you were leaving it out, but were you really leaving it out the whole time? I.e., when you were to going through this journey, maybe even I told you, like I was, or maybe I didn't, but other people would have told you, maybe told you that, look, it is happening for a reason. There's a greater intelligence behind it all. And I know you know these things, but I can't empathize so much because i've not never been in that position of of that full tunnel of oh i just want to be pregnant and stone, out of everything in the world so like because i know you know that melissa like that you, there is a divine intelligence but how much was that prevalent during your journey or was it really absent and and you only did realize it at the end
1: okay that's a really good question so as you know, yes, I've been on this spiritual journey. I'm a dedicated meditator and live a very spiritual life. And and it was very much there in the conception journey, but after – A few months and I would, I, we felt her energy. We, we knew it was a girl in 2013. We felt her energy and we would all, and we both came up with her name at the same time. After a meditation, we both said her name at the same time. Like she came and told us her name. And so, like, we were both, like, this is her name. So from 2013, we would always talk, like, okay, when Bambi's here, when (laughs) Bambi's here, we'll do this, when Bambi's, like, that's how Mm. we spoke. And we would talk to her, like, we would be like, hey, beautiful girl. Like, we would talk to her all the time. And when I was in the conception phase and it was really challenging and it was, you know, a couple of months, like maybe six months in, and I was beating myself up, babe. Like what's wrong with my body? What's wrong with me? Like I went into that spiral a little bit, even though I know better. Like I went into that spiral. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with my body? Why can't I do this? Why isn't this happening for me? Like I'm so healthy, like a little bit of poor me. Why me? Like I wanted this to happen in my timeline. I had set up, I have a book launch, like I'd set it all up. Like I just, I got caught in that level of consciousness and that suffering for a second. And then I had that realization where I was like, oh, of course, like she's got her timeline. Like, of course, Melissa, this isn't just about you. This isn't just about you. She is there. And also it's not even just about me and Bambi. It's about Nick and it's about Leo because when a soul comes into a family, the entire dynamic of the family, even the parents, like my parents, Nick's parents, our friendship community, our our circle, the whole dynamic when a Child enters, a soul enters, the whole dynamic shifts and then everything has to readjust. And then another child enters and then it shifts again and everything has to kind of shuffle around and readjust. It's an adjustment for everyone. It's an adjustment for Nick, for me, for Leo, for my parents, for Nick's parents, for our community it's an adjustment. And so it's not just about me. And for a a second, I really forgot that. And I was in so much, you know, whenever I forget the truth of who I am, I suffer, you know? And when I, when I forget that truth, it's, it's painful, but, and I forgot it for a moment. I went deep into my ego and I forgot it. I made it all about me and my timeline and i caused myself a lot of heartache and a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and then i remembered and i was like of course and i trusted and i was like this will happen when it's supposed to happen like the the divine there's a plan mm-hmm. and she knows her timeline and and that was just so much more relieving and such a better way to to be
0: and when you were being in that state of consciousness and that yes. accepting of a divine intelligence did, did, did it happen soon after that
1: a hundred percent like yeah within a month
0: <laughs> okay great so this <laughs> is really good this, before it was like the ignorance was pervading and it was blocking that purity of unconditional love and light which we call sattva in the vedic system so yeah that's that's really beautiful because yeah i, I see it a lot in my patients of of that not not it's not so much maybe in your case where it was just like complete uh, like strong ignorance and some it's like they go through flows and waves of yes, I know it's all good. I'm accepting, and I oh got my period this month. Okay, I'm accepting, it's But then it's like again in that controlling phase of no, but this is the time. So it's um, it, it is. Look, we can always keep evolving as spiritual beings and and expanding our consciousness. And I think it's it's a real test of how accepting and how much can you surrender to the divine. So so good. So when we talk about conscious conception. Let's go into more of that. The first thing being what you just said is that real acceptance, that sp- kind of surrender approach to the divine. Um, if there's anything else you want to add to the spiritual side, or but and then again, uh, we don't have that long to go through so many aspects because I want to go through pregnancy and postpartum. But yeah, what else is is key for preconception for you?
1: Yes, uh, well. Um, and I teach all of this in Holy Mama, the, the on- online program, which we can talk about later. Mm. But there's – and in Holy Mama, I talk about the body, the mind, and the spirit because it's so important. That's what a Holy Mama is. A Holy Mama mm. looks at the body, mind, and spirit in everything that she does. She considers those in everything she does. In her entire journey – to becoming a mother and bringing her baby earthside in her relationships, in her work, that is what a holy mama does. And a holy mama is an empowered woman. And when we have empowered women that have empowered birth experiences, they go into parenting, feeling empowered and and raising empowered children. And those empowered children, Are these light beams that are coming through right now they want empowered mamas and papas they want empowered parents because they are just these little light workers they're phenomenal human beings the ones that are coming through their level of consciousness is just amazing and so inspiring like like nick and i like bambi knows everything like (laughs) she knows everything she's like amazing and they're, they want empowered mamas. They want that. Yeah. They want whole mamas that integrate the body, the mind, and the spirit. And so um, in the program, which is broken up into conscious conception, pregnancy, birth and postpartum, and conscious parenting, we talk about the body, the mind, and the spirit in all of those with yeah. the goal of empowerment. And do you want to say something?
0: No, I just want to say like – how I'm resonating so much with this whole mama. And I, like so many things you just said, like you were experiencing how essentially entire and wholesome Bambi is. And I'm at the age where a lot of our friends are having babies, including yourself. And also some of them are having miscarriages and infertility. So, and and it is what you said, like that soul chooses. In the weddings, they say, the miscarriage just happens, uh, one, because the baby's not ready or the soul's not ready to come, or two, the family's not ready and the mm-hmm. and the soul's like, I'm going to come back when, I, when you guys are ready. But for now, <laughs> you guys could have become more whole. Another thing I was thinking of when you're talking about these babies who are consciously conceived, how brilliant they are. This I absolutely see when I'm looking at the ones who are consciously conceived, um, not to compare, but... To just say that you can definitely see a difference in them, and and with me seeing a lot of babies being born, whether in my patients or my friends' circles, it's beautiful to see the difference, and it really is important. I, I don't know how so many cultures have lost conscious conception. Of course, it's happening, but it's it's a big thing. Makes it really important, and it's a big big journey. It's not just a couple months. <laughs> a few totally, years.
1: totally. Uh, there's an incredible book called Spirit Babies. I don't know if you and Soleil have read that. Oh, babe, it's really beautiful. And, yeah, it, it's, you know, I, Nick and I say as well, like, you know, the the 18-month journey for us, like Nick would always say, Bambi's calling us to rise. She's calling us to be the parents that, on and it gives me full goosebumps, like she's, calling us to step up to rise to do more internal work to really step into the parents that she knows that we can be and the parents that she deserves and so like you know that journey when we just went both of us just went so inward and did so much spiritual work and so much inner healing and upgraded, you know, all of that. It was, you know, we feel like Bambi was like kind of up there going, "Mama, come on mama." Like, "Come on mama, like you can do this. Like this is this is why I'm waiting. Come on mama." Like and I just would visualize her saying that. And so, yeah, it is the spiritual side of it is is such a big piece uh, of the puzzle and yeah, there's so many things in the, when it comes to conscious conception that you can do. Um Let's let's break them down. Like physically, there's so many things that you can do. As you know, like priming your body is so important. Priming your body, getting your body, like doing all of the tests that you need to do, like finding out if you have heavy metals and all like I had high levels of mercury in my system. Like finding out where you're at, getting your bloods done, doing what you're going and seeing Dylan, like. Getting a baseline for where you're at is really important. Like, do you have thyroid problems? Do you have, you know, hormonal issues? Do you have gut issues? Do you have, you know, metals? You know, getting a baseline where thing. you're at yeah. is really important. Um, and then working with a certified holistic practitioner to work on whatever has come up for you is really important so that's the body piece because everyone is different there's no point in taking all of these recommended supplements or herbs if you don't even need them like you might not even need these things and it's just a waste of money and you don't even need it
0: and can potentially be damaging which i've seen a lot of particularly pregnant people or just folate, folate. They're not even testing.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, or even like taking high levels of iron and their iron's fine. They don't even need oh. an iron supplement. Like there's so many different things. So this is why it's really important to like see a practitioner, get the tests, work out where you're at and your partner because the sperm is also very important. It's not just about you. It takes two to tango. So then you work with a practitioner and you work on whatever it is that you need to work on. So that's the body. The mind stuff is also really important. Firstly, stress. You need to address the stress. You need to address the stress. You need to address the toxic relationships. You need to address the fears. You need to look at all of the stuff that's going on inside your head and Address that, you know, start meditating, deep breathing, getting out in nature, calming your nervous system, doing all of the things that are are really for your mental health. So we've got the physical health, we've got the mental health, and then we've also got the spiritual side, you know, prayer, uh, devotion, meditation, whatever your form of spiritual devotional practice is cultivating that is really important and and also remembering that there is another soul who is part of this equation. Connecting with that soul, you know, talking to that soul, connecting in your meditation, like feel them, see them, visualize yourself playing with them. I visualized running on the beach with Bambi where we live I visualized that for years and Nick and I actually said today when we would visualize we'd always see brown hair because we both have brown hair and tan skin and she's got blonde hair like we're like we didn't see that one coming (laughs) you know you just visualize visualize yourself playing with your child visualize yourself doing the things that you dream of doing with them Um, it's a really important piece so so that is really important. The physical, the emotional, and the spiritual in the conscious conception phase. And, you know, trimester zero, which I didn't make up that term, my friend Dr. Afruz did. And I think it's really important because you actually taught me, my friend, that trimester zero begins the moment we get our first period. So we are in trimester zero from 15, 16, however old we are when we get our period. No one taught me that. No one taught me that I should treat my body and my womb like a temple. No one taught me that I could I could track my cycle and I could work out when I'm ovulating and avoid, you know, having sexual intercourse in that time and maybe just use a condom and not take the pill for 7 years and you know all these things no one taught me those things and so I had to learn the the hard way and I trashed my body and I partied and I drank a lot of alcohol and junk food and I didn't sleep and took a lot of pharmaceutical drugs and sleeping tablets and all sorts of things because no one taught me that my body was my temple. And I'm not saying that to like blame anyone, but I'm just saying that I wasn't taught this information and I, and I wish I was, but you know, now I have this information and I can teach my daughter, which I'm so excited to teach her when she's um, older. I'm so excited for that. But, you know, the conscious conception trimester zero, it begins when we get our first period. And, you know, there's a lot of women who have joined holy mama who have finished having their babies, but they have daughters And they are obviously going to get so much out of the conscious conception, uh, sorry, conscious parenting module, but they're doing the course to teach their daughters the information. And even if they're they're in their late teens, early twenties, and they're not thinking about children right now, they want to teach their daughters about conscious conception and self-love and honoring their body and tracking their cycle and all of those beautiful, beautiful things that we can do as women and yeah so it's just such a beautiful and sacred thing and and i'm so excited to teach bambi all about it but yeah like you said to me it starts when we get our first period
0: yeah and and i love how holy mama is a community like i think that's so important because as you said i wasn't taught this i wasn't taught this but it's, and then, especially for things like the spiritual, like, I'm just so interested in the spiritual because I see a lot of infertility in my clinic, and that's the part that's missing. And that is the part, like, fair enough, because that's that is like that last little faint remains of ignorance is blocking that acceptance and surrender. So when a mother is like the baby, the soul is saying, come on, Melissa, rise up. Like you got to do get, do some more work. It's hard in the moment. It's so hard in the moment for people to understand that and to accept that and to let go of this attachment to need to have a baby. But that's why I think like I'm so, so much in support of Holy Mama is because we need that community. We need that support. We need to hear your story, Melissa. We need to hear other people's stories and keep reminding ourselves and correcting that intellect. So so grateful for, for this education and for this community which you're creating. So you, you go f- with the, this is from conception to pregnancy, empowered birth. I mean with pregnancy in the in hervetta we kind of say yeah, it's the time to relax, do what you want. Of course there's some things to take care of and avoid some certain things. but you know you've done the work, you, your seed is now planted. that was we had to do a lot of things. Now relax. so just give us a brief about pregnancy.
1: Yes, well, you know I love Ayurveda so much and I really took that on board um, and really enjoyed my pregnancy. I loved being pregnant. I loved my pregnant body. I loved youngering all over my beautiful pregnant body. I loved it so much. And did I feel nauseous? Yes. Did I have nosebleeds, recurring nosebleeds. Yes. Like there were things that still happened, but I was so deeply grateful for the magic that was happening inside me. And after, you know, 18 months of getting to that place, I was just so grateful. And I went into, I followed Ayurveda and I was like, now it's time to relax. And it was such a beautiful gift. Like I, you have the best excuse to say no to anything when you're pregnant like people are so understanding Mm. and respectful I literally said no to almost everything (laughs) I would have them I'd work in the mornings just do a bit of work in the mornings I would go to the beach I'd eat my lunch at the beach I would come home and I would have a nap for the rest of the afternoon I put my feet up the wall like I just fully indulged in Rest. Um, I stopped working out. um, Like I'd just go for walks and do prenatal Pilates and some yoga. Like I stopped doing hardcore workouts, allowed myself to just really rest and soak that up. And I went into, I don't know, like for me, I felt the most spiritual when I was pregnant. I felt the most connected because you are literally like, creating magic. I loved connecting with her. I did the most beautiful, I still did my Vedic meditation, but I did another meditation in the afternoons. I would do another meditation when I was, you know, having my nap where I'd like put my hands on my belly and I would just like talk to her and connect with her and send her so much love and cover her in white light and golden light and flood her body. Like I'd go through her whole chakras and flood every chakra with white light and gold light. And I would just sit there for hours, like just connecting with her, with my hands on my belly, just smiling. And I just loved it. I loved doing it. I, I would look forward to that time of the day where I'd just get to do that with her. And I felt so connected, like I was just floating, you know, just floating through life. I loved it. And, you know, there's so many people and there's so, there's such negative narratives around pregnancy. Oh, it's so it's you, you hate your body and you're so big and you just can't wait to get it out. Like that's how some people talk. And I just did not relate or resonate with that. Like I just loved it so much and felt so empowered. And I want to teach people now how to have that same experience. Um, And yes, like you said, there are so many things, you know, physically that we can be doing, There's, um, you know, emotional stuff that we can be doing and also spiritual stuff we can be doing. But I want women to feel empowered in their pregnancy. I want them to feel like they have choices, which they do, um, because a lot of women, as soon as they're told they're pregnant, maybe from their doctor, they're told that they must do this test. They must go and do this. They must do this. Oh, you better do that. Otherwise this And their power is slowly just ripped away from them. And it begins the moment that they're told they're pregnant, the moment, the most happiest time of your life, they start ripping your power away. And so I teach you how to stay in your power and stand in your power through the whole journey so that your power isn't ripped away from you. And like the more we let it be ripped away from us in pregnancy, like you know, you walk into your birth disempowered, and then you know they're just going to rip it away and then rip it out of you physically, out of you, um, without your consent. A lot of time, and and that doesn't leave a woman feeling empowered at all. And I don't want that. I want every woman to feel empowered. I want every woman to have a birthing experience and go, "I feel empowered," because we're all worthy of that. We all deserve that, and. The initiation into motherhood is already big enough. Add on feeling disempowered on top of that, and having a traumatic birth experience—like that's—it's a lot. It's too much. I've seen it too many times with my friends where they had their power completely ripped away from them, and it has completely traumatized them and uh, traumatized their birthing. Uh, their mothering experience. Like they have to do a lot of work. You know, they also like don't feel as connected with the baby sometimes and things like that. So I really want to help people feel empowered through every step of the journey. And then, you know, one, if you have an empowered experience, and also I just want to say one thing that having an empowered experience doesn't have to look a certain way. Like you can have an empowered experience at home, like I did, you can have an empowered experience in a hospital. You can have an empowered experience in a birthing center, wherever. Like I've had friends that have had empowered experiences in all of those places, in the bush, you know, you know, all different places. Yeah. Emergency so situations. To, yeah. It doesn't have to look a yeah. certain way.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's so, so important, like what you said. And this is why programs like Holy Mama, like Doulas, because if you haven't had a child before, you're not in this space, people don't know how much their power gets stripped and how much fear gets put into the parents. Like, it's, sh- I am shocked. And my wife, Sole, who's a doula, is just shocked at the things that, as you said, what they hear on the first doctor's appointment, like the things that they say. And if you're not empowered, that fear can cause a lot of issues from miscarriages to malfunctions in the fetus to, as you said, in disempowered birth and, and birthing which you could have avoided if your mental state was secure and grounded in order to deal with all these things. It, it, this is a big thing I'm sure you'll talk about, but it is so, so important.
1: Totally. And and on that, a part of feeling empowered in your birth, let's just go there for a minute, is having the right team, you know, the right team in your birthing space and birthing where you feel most safe. Some people feel the most safe in a hospital. Some people feel more safe in a birthing center. Some people feel more safe at home, birthing at home. And you have to go where you feel most safe, right? Not where your husband or your partner feels most safe or where your parents think you should go you go where you feel the most safe because if you don't feel safe you won't be able to fully relax and guess what you need when you're birthing a baby you need a relaxed vagina you need a relaxed womb you need to relax like you need to let go and if you're like not safe you're going to tense up even more like you're just going to tense up And so where you birth is very important in this empowerment piece. And then also who is in your birthing team and you have to have people that you trust that make you feel safe and seen and you feel like they've got your back and you, you would trust them with your life and with your baby's life and You would trust them to be your voice because when you are in active labor, you're not in your head. Like you can't make decisions, you know, like you're just in it, right? Uh, Well, you can make decisions, but you're so focused, like you're just in the zone, like you are so focused. If, you know, if someone says, can you make a decision about this? You're just like, what? So you need people around you who can advocate for you and be your voice and who you trust will follow through on your vision and your plan. This is so important. It's so important. And if you are currently pregnant and listening to this and you don't feel safe with your doctor or your midwife or your doula, you can find someone else. I have had friends at 37 Weeks fire their doula, fire their doctor, fire their midwife and find someone else. And then they have empowered experiences and they feel so much better about their choice. So wherever you're at, you can find other people if that feels true for you. But from the day one, like I would really just suggest like only hire people that really resonate with you and shop around. You're hiring them. You're paying them for a service. Like you are paying them. So hire people who resonate with you. I interviewed so many midwives. I literally, and that's my type of personality. Like I research and I research and I research. I interviewed, I asked so many friends that have had, cause I had a home birth. I asked so many friends who had home births. I was like, okay, would you recommend this person? If yes, why? If not, tell me <laughs> Like, I had like a spreadsheet like, and I like interviewed them and mm. I landed with this beautiful, beautiful woman who was just incredible, like my, my dream, my dream midwife. Mm. And I had a doula who was just heavenly and then Nick. They were my birth team and they were rock stars, legends. And I, I like – my birth was empowering and and they were a part of that. They were truly a part of that process. So it's very important that you resonate with the people. And it really like, it blows my mind how, how the medical system works that like some people, they don't even like, they have one appointment with their doctor and then like, they're like, Hey, and they have a conversation and then he rocks up or she rocks up to the birth. And I'm like, you don't even know this person. Like for me, I'm just like, oh, like if you're going to be in my vagina, like <laughs> if you are putting your head in my vagina and you're going to like get to know me in a really intimate way, then I kind of want to know a little bit about you too before I let you into my into my yoni, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> and get to know this soul who's coming, like we're totally. birthing a new soul and you got to know who's birthing the new soul.
1: Totally. Yeah. Their yes, energy exactly. is really important. The energy in the room is really important. Like, yeah. it's got to feel, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to it's got to feel good for you. The energy in that space, it's really got to feel good.
0: Yeah, and so unique to every woman and every person. And it's not yeah. just oh, this is the best midwife. This is the best doula. and Melissa said this is the best one that she found, but it's it's very unique. So,
1: a hundred percent. I know a lot of friends as well that they like. I wanted my mother there. I wanted mm-hmm. my mother and that felt really good really and I'm sure. like go for it. I don't want my mother at my birth. Nothing against my mother. I just don't want her at my birth. Mm-hmm. Like it's Yeah. It's an energy thing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and another thing that we or uh, well, that I'm very very passionate about is postnatal rejuvenation. So, do you want to give some what were some of the techniques that you used and some things that you recommend for to heal and restore postpartum
1: Yes. Well, I I followed a lot of the Ayurvedic rituals, protocols and traditions postpartum, which I just loved my postpartum. It was, I felt like I was on a five-star retreat. I truly did. And I planned for my postpartum all through my pregnancy. I planned, I set my business up so I could have the space to really enjoy. We did the 40 day lying in period where we didn't leave the house for 40 days. And the only thing that we had to do each day was bond with Bambi and heal. That's it. And connect as a, as a family, the three of us, that's literally what we did. So we set up our life so that we could do that. And we, had set up our businesses so that we could take that time off. We had friends organize a meal train for us. So we had beautiful, organic, nourishing meals delivered to our door every day, which was just heaven, heaven. My gift to myself was a cleaner postpartum. That was my gift from Nick and I to us. Um, So we saved for that, like that was our gift. We had Nick's mum come and she would like pick up our mail and she would like pick up some supplies for us. She also would go to the markets for us every Sunday, the organic farmer's markets and get all of our produce so that Nick didn't have to leave, which was just so beautiful. You know, if we needed some more organic baby wipes, she would go and get them for us and bring them. So she came over once a day to kind of drop off some things. And then she would like come and she would fold the washing and put a load of washing on um she would unstack the dishwasher stack the dishwasher and Nick was also there doing a lot of that stuff as well um so we had her she was just an incredible angel and gift to us during this this time and then yeah we just kind of they were like the main things that we did and I know not everybody can take that much time off work like I understand that and there are still things that you can do you can ask a friend to come over and hold your baby whilst you have a shower you can ask a friend to come over and vacuum your floor and you you can ask a friend to drop a meal off like I think we we need to really plan for a blissful postpartum and we do that when we're pregnant, we plan. You can also prepare lots of meals and freeze them. If, if you don't know anyone in your area that could drop off meals to you, you can do that before the baby comes. You can make a whole lot of food and just put it in the fridge, have that all ready to go for yourself. You can, yeah, like ask, you know, another great thing to do is like, um, and lots of my friends did this they had like a list on the front door and they and it said we're so excited for you to come in here's a couple of things to remember we'd love to keep our visits short and sweet so if we could keep it to like 20 minutes whilst you're here would you mind doing one of these things like whether it was unstack the dishwasher stack the dishwasher um hang out the washing you know all these uh-huh. things and you have to remember that if you don't ask you don't get and people want to support you like people want to support you so let people hold you let people support you and you know something that Dr Oscar Celaras he wrote the postnatal depletion cure he's one of the guest experts like yourself who's inside holy mama and he said to me one time Melissa if a newly uh, born mother and baby, and especially the mother, does not feel like a queen, then the community is not doing their job properly. And that really hit me. And so when anyone in my community has a baby now, you can bet that I am dropping food to their door. Like, you can bet that I'm rocking up and I'm walking in, if they let me, if they say they that, that I'm allowed, that I'm massaging her feet. And this is the thing, like people wanna support. No one needs more flowers and more toys. Like people need, and the mama needs to be nourished, body, mind, and soul. And don't ask a new mama. This is a little tip for everybody. Don't ask a new mama, what can I do? Just go and do it. Just walk into her house if she lets you and unstack her dishwasher or stack her dishwasher. Don't say, can I do your dishes? Just go and do them. And remember that people want to support you. You've got to master your inner mean girl who will tell you, oh, I can't possibly ask so-and-so to do this. I can't possibly, oh, they're so busy. They're so busy. No, we would have lived in communities and tribes many years ago and we all would have been there to help and support each other and we're divorced from that now. But we can still call on it. And I can tell you that, you know, in uh, Ayurveda, they say 42 days for 42 years. That how you spend your 42 days postpartum is how the next 42 years of your life will will play out. And that's something to think about. The more the mother feels nourished and can recover and can bond with the baby, you're setting yourself up for A lifetime of health but also like deep connection with your baby so that postpartum is just it is just magic and in the program we talk about how to set yourself up so that you can have that experience
0: it's a humbling reminder for me and i would assume for all those listening to selflessly serve the postpartum mothers because in a culture where we are so divorced from that tribal community It is absolutely required biologically, primally. You can't just raise a a baby with a mother and a father or or two parents. It has to be tribe and community. So thanks for the humbling reminder. I hope I will intend to put more energy and more of my service directly, rocking up my time um, to those mothers. And I hope that you listening, yeah, you, can actually take action on that.
1: And and you know what, it doesn't have to be expensive as well and it doesn't have to be a big thing, like making extra of what you're having for dinner that night and putting it in a container and dropping it to their door with a love note. Like for me, I it, Brings me to tears almost just thinking about that. You know, I would open my door, I'd see a meal made with so much love and a flower picked from their garden and I would cry. And, and there, was, there was many times in my postpartum where I would cry to Nick and say, how do people do this on their own? How do women, how do single mamas or papas do this on their own? And it would bring me to my knees. And also probably cause all the hormones were having a party inside me. I was very emotional as you are postpartum, but I would just like, how, how do they do this on their own? Because I felt so supported and so nourished. Like I was like, how do people do this without this love and support? It's just like, it broke my heart.
0: I hear that a lot.
1: And and, yeah, and I just was like, it made me too as well. Like whenever anyone has a baby, I'm like, you can bet I'm dropping over some food with a love Mm -hmm. note, you know, and, and a flower that I find, you know, just something, it's just, it goes such a long way when you're, when you're in that very sensitive phase.
0: And I'll add just even no food, just for some mothers, like, especially who are experiencing loneliness and depression, just being there, like. For your friends and taking out the time of your life, your busy life, your work, your family, and knowing that this mother's alone, the father's at work, she's depressed, and this is something I see a lot. And mm. she just wants friends. She wants someone to hold her baby while she can just sit and meditate for twenty minutes or something like that. So just being there, giving your time, I think, if it's if it's invited. Yes. And the last I think the last component of holy mama or this of all in this topic at least in this subject is the conscious parenting which is big. I don't know how much you want to go into it because I know it's a big thing but I just want to say like conscious parenting in, in all of these stages which we mentioned like I truly mean it you have been an inspiration to Soleil and I of everything like seeing how well Bambi sleeps seeing how she goes to bed wakes her routines like you've had a very um inspiring and idealistic birth and raising a child also in 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 many ways so i and i and i trust your your advice (laughs) trust your experience
1: Mm. oh thank you thank you so much i also think a huge part of it babe was i never subscribed Mm. to the narratives yeah i never subscribed to the narratives that go around you know like You better get your sleep in now because, oh God, you know, like those sorts of things. I can't even think of any more off the top of my head, but like, oh, you better say goodbye to your sex life. You better, like, I never subscribed to any of those. Like I always was like, even when she was, when I was pregnant with her, I was like, she's going to be a dream sleeper. Like I said that I was like, she will be a dream sleeper. And, you know, Nick and I were always like, yeah, she'll sleep through the night. She'll be a dream. Like, she'll be amazing. And we always spoke about it like that. And I truly believe like that was a huge piece of it. And, you know, we always would say she is so happy and healthy. She's so happy and healthy. She's so happy and healthy. And I believe like that's a really big piece of it. And I have been studying conscious parenting and respectful parenting since 2013 as well because I was thrown into being a stepmom and I was at the time he was 7, I was 28 and I had no idea like what I was doing. And at this time there was no podcasts on parenting. There was like one book on um, step parenting called step monster and I was like great that's that's helpful <laughs> like not um and so I began just doing as much research as I could and I think the more we can kind of get really clear on the type of parent that we want to be and we do this ideally before the baby comes better like if you know you and Soleil I'm not sure if you have had this conversation yet but sitting down and just like chatting about how do you guys want a parent like what kind of values do you want your family unit to adhere to like how do you want to show up as a dad how do you want to show up as a mom like if we don't have that conversation we will parent by default how we were parented and Maybe that's awesome and maybe not. And we have to really look at it. Um, and so when we were pregnant, we, Nick and I sat down and we got really clear on this and worked out, you know, what's really important to us and how do we want to show up as parents and what do we want to instill in this family unit and how can we do that? and it's been a beautiful thing to do. And it's also, it's always evolving as well. Like it's always evolving because the child is always growing and you're always evolving with the child. We grow with our children, like as they grow, we grow. And that's really important. Like, cause I feel like our parents' generation, they kind of like stopped growing, like, and we kept growing and now we're, you know, um, uh, you know, evolving and growing and, um, you know, some of them didn't want to go grow any further and that's their journey. And I feel like with our parenting, I've done so much healing with my own journey and there are so many gifts that we get from our parents, like so many gifts, like I have so many and I wrote them all down, like all of the gifts that I got from my parents, but there were some gaps as well. And so I identified those gaps and I have a choice now. I can either be resentful about that gap and pass that gap down to Bambi or I can let go of that, I can forgive, I can heal, I can understand that that was part of my journey, my spiritual journey, my karmic journey and then i can fill that gap with love i can fill that gap with something that's more inspiring and something that i want to pass down to her and so yeah this is this is just a little bit of what we teach in holy mama and conscious parenting is about respect it's about respecting that this other beautiful being is not yours to own or control and to understand that they have their own journey and it's our role to be their guardian and to remember that they chose us and we chose them. And every night I say to her, like as I'm kissing her forward to, to go to sleep, I say, thank you for choosing me. Thank you for choosing me. Every night I say thank you for choosing me, darling. I love you so much. And then I go on and say a whole bunch of other things to her, but yeah. I tell her every day, thank you, yeah. thank you for choosing me. I'm so grateful. And you, you go.
0: Do you share in holy mama those conscious parenting, you know, ways to help to support us to plan how we choose to parent? Yes, Great. yes, Beautiful. I We're do. I, I
1: share all of this stuff, which is, yeah. yeah, just it's so important. And and I think when we do this, parenting becomes so much more fun. It becomes so much more fun. I know a lot of people who feel like parenting is just like a bit mundane and a bit groundhog day and I'm like, but it's It's a spiritual assignment and, and it's personal development and we can have fun with it and play with it. And, um, I think, you know, that we've got children for life and the more we can play and the more fun we can have, the better for everybody. Like something that I try and do every day is play and, and be fun. Like down at the beach, I'll crawl around with her. I'm just like, need to let out my inner child and having children is a great way to let your inner child out. Like I was thinking about it today as I was, as I was crawling around and putting sand all over me at the beach today with her. I'm like, if she wasn't like sitting next to me and I was doing this, people would look at me like I was absolutely crazy, like crawling around and doing all funny things. Um, People would look at me like I was crazy, but because I had a child next to me, they're like, oh, that's so sweet. But they're probably like, on my own, they'd be like, what is that crazy (laughs) woman doing? Like throwing sand all over her and like, you know, it's just a beautiful excuse to like – yeah. Let your inner child out to play.
0: Yes, beautiful. So tell us about the Holy Mama program. Tell us all. I want to know the details like how long is it? Is it live? What does it consist of? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, I have poured my heart and soul into this and I've poured since 2013 I've been taking notes of everything that I've done on this journey, physically, emotionally, spiritually. All of the Experts that I've interviewed on my podcast, I've put it all into the program. It's an eight-week live program that focuses on those four modules. So conscious conception, that's over module one, uh, sorry, module one, which is week one and week two, and then we go to conscious parenting, which is week three and week four, and then we go birth and postpartum, which is week five and six, and then we've got conscious parenting week seven and week eight. So you've got two weeks for each module. Now, in the modules, you get teachings with me, which is awesome, and a live Q&A with me on each of those topics. So after you've digested all of the information, we can have a Q&A after if there's any other questions. Then you also get three to four guest expert masterclasses with the best in the entire world, including Dylan Smith. You are inside the program, which is just amazing, And you get guest expert masterclasses teaching as well. So you get these teachings from these incredible humans. So it starts November 7th. The doors close November 4th. And um, then the class starts November 7th. It's a live program. You can go back and watch the videos multiple times. And for baby number two, three, four, five, however many babies you have, I will definitely be doing the whole course again when I'm ready to do baby number two because there's so many things too that I'm like oh yeah I forgot that or oh yeah I did that oh yeah you know so many things like that so um and then also if you want even more you can upgrade to become a VIP mama which means you get an extra five bonus Q&A masterclass sessions with Dr. Oscar Celeras, who wrote The Postnatal Depletion Cure, Dr. Stephen Cabral, who is my physician, Dr. Cleopatra, who is a fertility legend. You've got Dr. Sarah Buckley, who wrote Gentle Birth, Gentle Parenting, a Gentle Mothering, sorry. And then you've got Deborah Pasquale Bonero, who created Orgasmic Birth, that documentary. If you haven't watched that, go and watch it. So you get an extra five Masterclass wow. q and A's with them where you can submit your questions to be answered by those people and those people don't even like do one-on-one sessions anymore. So it's been really interesting. Like so many people have signed up for that, which has just been amazing.
0: Um, they're amazing doctors, all oh, of them. <laughs>
1: they're incredible. They're incredible. So that's, that's about the program. And, yeah, it's open right now until November 4th um dylan's in the program guys there is a beautiful ayurvedic thread woven Mm -hmm. through the entire program because i'm obsessed so um you'll get ayurvedic teachings through every phase which is really beautiful
0: yeah and community wise like is there that kind of is there chats where people can mothers or pre-mothers can Talked with each other and connect
1: yes there is a beautiful facebook community there's okay. already so many women in there chatting which is really beautiful okay. um community is everything i had a conscious mums group there was seven of us that we had a group chat we were mm. all birthing within the same few months so there was like uh, two birthing in march april may june so we were all birthing mm. around that time and it was beautiful priceless completely invaluable that We, you know, we were chatting while we were all pregnant and then when we all birthed and now we still chat and it's just, the support is amazing. Like the other day, the weather's just really gotten really warm here. And so I jumped in there and I was like, okay, cool. What's everyone's baby sleeping in at nighttime these days? And everyone was (laughs) like the 2.5 TOG. No, the 1.5 TOG. And you'll know all about this when you have a baby. Um, But TOG is like the, the rate of thermal um, for their sleep suits And so everyone was like, yep, my babe's in 2.5, mine's in 1.5. And so I was like, cool, thanks, just wanted to clarify. Like it's just invaluable, you know. And so there's a beautiful community and then, you know, people can connect with um, people who may be birthing in the same month and you can kind of swap numbers and chat and it's just invaluable. You know, we were – I would be up in the night breastfeeding or or, um, even during pregnancy I was – like I would wake up in the night hungry. So I'd like go out to the kitchen and like have an apple and then I'd like text the girls and I'm like, who's up eating? And I'm like, what are you eating? Like we just have like a little bit of fun together, you know, and just it was so beautiful and to have that support. And I think like you said before, it can be really lonely at all of the phases, not just postpartum, and, and it doesn't have to be as well. Like we can change the story around that. And put ourselves out there and say, hey, who wants to connect? You know, I'm here. Would anyone want to connect? You know, like put ourselves out there and connect with other women who are birthing at the same time or on the same, not on this, well, everyone in the program's on the same page, which is really beautiful. So it's like a platform where everyone is wanting to be a holy mama.
0: Beautiful. And is Laura Plum one of the, guests
1: she sure is
0: wow so Laura's Laura Plum's a Vedic astrologer who's one of the one of the most popular episodes on the Vital Veda podcast she did an amazing reader reading of I think it was 2022 wow. a forecast so what is she going to give like some astrology perspective in towards these journeys or what's she sharing well also Ayurveda.
1: she is talking in the pregnancy module um, mm-hmm. and all about that which is amazing and you know Jotish astrology is incredible, and, and astrology is incredible. Um, but no, she's not diving deep into that. But I will be talking in uh, the parenting, actually, the parenting section. I'll be talking about you know understanding your child's astrology um, and mm. Jotish astrology, astrology, human design. I'm going to be talking about how that can just support you and understanding your child and their journey so much deeper. Like Laura will message me and she's a very dear friend of mine. She'll message me and she'll be like, Pluto is doing this and Bambi is going to go into this phase and you're gone. And I'm like, awesome. And she's like, the fifth house and the sixth house and Pluto's in conjunction with. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, but yeah, she's just yeah, she's like, Ratu, and the da 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 and she just sends me these long <laughs> messages of what's happening in my chart so and Bambi's chart and Nick's chart, and it's just really beautiful.
0: Mm. So good to have people, and so good to have people like that and experts. I, I thought about it earlier when you said, yeah, for you to really relax into the process to have physicians and practitioners who can take care of everything so you can just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Cool, thanks so much. I'm so exciting and such an important event and and community to be a part of. If if you listening want to sign up, you can go to Vitalveda.com.au forward slash holy mama. And that's holy, like wholesome holy, like W H O L Y M A M A. And if you sign up, I'm pretty sure we're giving you a bonus if you sign up with us with Vital Veda, because we're of course talking about my most passionate subject of all preconception and we're giving a yoni oil uh, a yoni oil a medicated yoni oil which you can use preconception and and in general even if you're not conceiving it's just enhances the microbiome the vaginal microbiome it cleans that area balances the ph and lubricates it so yeah i think we're giving we are giving
1: what a gift that is so beautiful Oh my gosh, so yeah, thank all, you.
0: All just gi- giving some oils to join the experience of this whole journey of whether you're a mother or pre-mother or not. I think it's a wonderful thing. So thanks so much for joining us. It's so beautiful. I'm very excited for Holy Mama and I'm so excited for everyone to do and just enhance this, this work of learning and communing with teachers, with other mothers and pre-mothers. I think we just need to be putting more time and energy towards these programs. I think. Mm. So anything else you want to leave the audience with?
1: Hmm. Thank you so much for having me, firstly. And finally, just know that everyone deserves this and they are worthy of this and they deserve to have their baby. They deserve to have a beautiful pregnancy, an empowered birthing experience. You deserve to have a nourishing postpartum and to enjoy motherhood. We all deserve this. We're all worthy of this and we can do it. And I want to hold your hand and help you along this journey. I'm so passionate about it. I love it. And yeah, let me hold your hand whilst we do this together, whilst we walk through the journey of motherhood together. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So there you go, folks. I mean, it's a beautiful thing, you know. have it. I believe you should have under your belt more of this knowledge, more of this affiliations with different experts and different people who've had these amazing experiences. So if you want to join Holy Mama, once again it's vitalveta.com.au forward like slash holy mama, like W-H-O-L-Y-MAMA, M-A-M-A. Sign up, get a free Yoni oil with us. And and sign up under Vital Veda because I'm part of this as well. I'm, I'm giving it we're giving a talk on preconception, and, and I do share some pretty different, deep things which I haven't shared before on this. And just so many wonderful speakers you can check out. Uh, again, vitalveda.com forward slash holy mama, and there's a lot of good stuff. As I said, you can check out Melissa Ambrosini show. I did a talk there on postpartum. We've got many talks on um, fertility and different podcast episodes on that it's again our biggest passion we'll be doing other things in person we have got yoni oils we have different herbal ayurvedic precious formulas for postpartum especially god they're so helpful preconception pregnancy so many things we've got articles on it but yeah indulge in all this knowledge and until next time much love